Yes. Hello. Three, two, one. We are reporting live from... Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's redact it. When was the last time we filmed? Last week. Okay, that's not bad. Last week. Oh, I'm signing up for Audible right now. I'm paying $15. Oh, oh really? I had Audible and it, it didn't work out. Really? Yeah, it's just... I could do a podcast that's like... 45 minutes an hour. A book is like hours. Yeah, I'm almost done with the Holly Madison book. 10 hours. Wow. I started it yesterday. I, I think I listened to the Michelle Obama. No, I read it. I read the Michelle Obama one. I No. No, I, I heard it. I heard it. I it was it was hard. I trail off. Really? It's, it's hard for me, yeah. No, I think I'm a very... What is it? Aud aud auditory? Yeah, auditory. Um, <laughs> We're learning words. Auditory. I think I'm a very auditory learner. Yeah. So I think I can listen to someone like talk for a long time about something that interests me. Garwish. <laughs> what were we talking about auditory learners the other day? Last time, yeah. What was it about? Uh, Clubhouse. Oh. That people people mm. were loving Clubhouse because I think like auditory learners are going to like love Clubhouse. Maybe I would like it. Maybe. I don't know. But then people just going and talking on there about... They're endeavors. I'm kind of like, okay. Endeavors. Endeavors. Entrepreneur, like, entrepreneurs. Yeah, I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> I don't really care, you know? Uh, it's Tuesday. It's March. We're nearing the anniversary of the end of the world, you know? Uh, <laughs> COVID last year. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? I just saw a tweet that, I don't know who it was, some Texas politician, said the, that they're open. The governor. <laughs> Y'all don't gotta wear masks, literally y'all. People are gonna die. Cause like Texans are like arrogant. So like it, it just you have a Republican senator and you have an arrogant state, it's just people are gonna die. People are gonna not wear their masks. Are, I think what are, I think what's going on with the cases? Are they going down? You know what's funny? They haven't been, I feel like people haven't we have you have you noticed there's been no buzz? Yeah, like what's going on with the cases? That's what I'm saying. Like are the cases still going up? Según that I think, según that in Vegas, they went down. Según. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Was this really a whole conspiracy? I feel... <sighs> no, friend. I mean, I got it, but I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no. Is the government really behind it? The government. I don't know. I think that it's so weird. I th Well, there's a seasonal shift, right? Yeah. But it's getting colder. Wouldn't it make more sense to get it right now? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I was really paranoid at the beginning, and then when I, I went to Houston and I came back, that was October, I stopped getting tested. And it's it's been, it's one of those like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And I just, I haven't had symptoms like that, like like the COVID symptoms. Mm -hmm. I'll get symptoms like like muscle aches, but like I do exercise a lot. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And you know, it's cold outside. And, and yeah. Sometimes. And then and... sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have like my weird mucusy throat, but it's the temperature drops in my room. And then this house, for some reason. It's not insulated. I feel like. I wake up like sick in this house. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, the the, the, the uh, my room isn't insulated like that. Yeah. I have the same complex. I feel like in the apartment, <laughs> I wake up and I'm fine. Yeah. Because I was sleeping there almost every night. You know what he's doing. Well, you have the heater on. True, we would have the heater yeah. on, but sometimes here with the heater on too strong, I wake up really stuffy. So I don't really know what the tea is uh, with that. But um. I don't know. I actually prefer sleeping in my apartment because I wake up healthier. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe the vents need to be cleaned. I don't know. There's, but, there's black mold. <laughs> no, but it, it makes, black mold. Me, makes me think about what the fuck happened with COVID. Well, I mean, people are getting vaccinated now. 
a small percentage of people. No, I see a lot of people. Compared to like the whole population. It's okay, very yeah. But I, I've I've seen like it's at not, least it's not like flu it's not like flu. No, absolutely it's not. It's not accessible like the flu vaccine. No, 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 no. But I've seen like every day I see like two or three people talk about getting vaccinated. Yeah. No, I mean that's good. Yeah. I mean I have I know a lot of people that were healthcare workers and they they're done with their second round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, girl. I want to get vaccinated as soon as it's available for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it in August, yeah, and I it would, wasn't great. I will do it. I don't I don't have any reservations, I think. Yeah, I mean, so many people are getting it done. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, it's <clears throat> you can't be like, yeah, I, I'm for vaccines when, you know, children are born. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when they're kids, but, oh, I'm not for this vaccine. It's kind of like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of get it. I kind of get the vaccine thing. I've had vaccines and where I've been like, well, I got vaccinated for syphilis once. And uh, I was immobile. I couldn't move for like 20 minutes. Really? And I was like, I was, I got like heat flashes. You were scared, yeah. <laughs> no, bitch, this wasn't fear. <laughs> this was just like, <laughs> like, what the hell did you put in me? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, the okay. woman, the nurse was like, okay, just sit in here for 20 minutes. I'll check on you. Girl, I, I could not stand. Really? I, yeah, and I was like, I was like having these heat flashes. Like, what the fuck? But it went away. It was literally. I mean, do you think some people could possibly have terrible reactions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I bet I think it's normal. Right? I think it's normal. Like when I got vaccinated for the flu, I I got my flu the flu vaccine for the first time ever in my life. Like yeah, la- how this was that? Last last year, last year, um, I probably had a fever for like twenty minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. the 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 lady was like the lady, the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor, the doctor was like, uh, some people have reactions, some people don't. I didn't get a reaction. Yeah. You know. It kind of reminds me of um, Remy. My friend got vaccinated, and mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, I've just been really tired, you know, the whole day. And then he's like, well, maybe that's because I didn't sleep a lot, and I went out. Like, I'm like probably Please. so. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I, I, ha- I, have a, I have a friend that's an RN. He told me that the second one hit him. Like, he had to. Oh, really? He, yeah, he was. He got a fever. and he, oh, he took a day off. He was asking me, like, I don't know if I should dab. And I'm like, stop. <gasps> stop it. <laughs> should I dab today? <laughs> That's crazy. No, yeah, I'm kind of expecting to, like, go through maybe for a little bit. Like, two days, I think. But I, I think it's good to yeah. get it out the way, you know? Because yeah. I had it, and it wasn't enjoyable. Mm. <laughs> it was not enjoyable. You heard that vibrato? <laughs> it wasn't good, but what have we been up to? Just? Yesterday was a big day for me. I got approved for a credit card. Oh, okay. Chase Sapphire. Yeah, you're getting your finance, your ducks in a row. Your ducks in, Maybe. in their rows. Duck. A duck. <laughs> <laughs> a duck. No, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I'm going to consolidate some credit. I paid off the car. I saw that. Good for you. The auto. Good for the you. The shop. One, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one less person that I got to owe money. And then I think if we get stimmies, <laughs> I hope so. The stimmies? I hear people are getting them, I want to. I, I want to pay off the car, my that's car. Smart. So little That's little good. things here and there. So I was I, I want to get into the credit card game. So they told me that I got I got approved for five thousand five hundred dollars. That's really good. It, it's a cute thick blue card. Uh-huh. Chase Sapphire. Um, uh, it's a all, Vegas girl would be quick to get some new titties. It's all, it's all for you bitches. <laughs> and uh, she was telling me like uh, if, if you spend four thousand dollars in the first three months, you get seventy thousand points. And with those seventy thousand points, I can either get that as six hundred dollars cash reward to my bank account, or I can get seven hundred and fifty dollars travel vouchers for their travel program. What would you want to? I don't know. You have time to think about it. Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah. I'm considering buying an iPad, maybe. I want to okay. draw on and an it's iPad. And deductible, too. Yeah. Wow. Well, mine? Uh, mine exploded. <laughs> two things. Killing um, two birds, one <laughs> Killing you, bitches. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I've just been um, focusing <clears throat> on OnlyFans content. I have, like, a guy here in Vegas that's a content creator. <gasps> so, wow. you guys, I'm celibate, but not really. Let me get into detail. I'm ace. <laughs> I'm celibate in the sense that I'm not having sex with anyone unless they are a content creator and I'm shooting for content. So meaning I get tested, they get tested, we get talent tested. We both make sure that the results are obviously fine and then we film a video and it's strictly professional. I sign a little thing and I the thing about content creators is that especially the men, I was going to say males, like yes, I'm going to say males. Males? Is that... um. They take it seriously, like, work. They don't try and, like, enamorarte. Like, they fuck a lot of fucking girls, you know? So they're not going to keep up that charade with all the girls. So I, honestly, if I wasn't a sex worker, I would be celibate for, like, you know. That's interesting. I I recommend it. Yeah, I would be celibate for, like, maybe, like, five months or something. I think I was celibate for ten months. Yeah. Last year. I would be celibate for a while, like, six months. If I wasn't a sex worker, but because I am a sex worker, I do make really good money from boy-girl videos. Like, my lesbian videos really don't make as much money as um, my boy-girl videos. I I think it's because, I don't know, I kind of think that men like seeing more amateur men men and girl stuff. And I, I feel like the produced porn that's gay is, like, more enticing. Does that make sense? Excuse me? Okay. I feel like le- a lot of men, if they if they want to watch lesbian porn, I feel like they just go on Pornhub. Uh, and I feel like if they like you and they're your OnlyFans, they want to see you get fucked. Mm, Does that kind of make more sense? Yeah. So my boy-girl videos, like, for example, they'll make me, like, bank. So especially when it's, like, new dick, you know, and it's, like, a really long video. So I kind of had this moment where I was, like, I could choose to, like, not make boy girl videos and just recycle content but i don't know i i respect my job and i respect myself that i'm <laughs> making the conscious decision of not having sex outside of just we're filming content and it's professional and if a content creator does try to act weird with me then they get the boot real quick because i'm just here to make my money so i don't i don't think you could call that celibate but and my sex worker role. <laughs> I'm not doing like I'm. I'm you're not, not dating. I think that's that's the simplest thing. That's yeah. I mean, I'm down to get to know guys as friends, but I have like my requirements now with dating, and I feel like I they could consider me to be kind of snobby and bitchy. I have, but I just have to really look out for myself. Who said that? I feel like maybe men you could say that. Like I have like high standards now. Having having standards is not bitchy. I'm sorry. Okay. We're, we're not gonna. Right I'm me. not gonna live. I'm not gonna let, let you live that one down. Like I feel. I refuse. Honestly, when guys try and talk to me now, I'm very like. Are you self-employed? I'm very. I'm, that's something I'm very adamant about. When people tell me that, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have standards. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, are you self-employed? Do you make, like, six figures a year? Because I'm. My, I feel like my lifestyle could be intimidating to a man. Like, I, I, I see that. You know, I want to be able to be, hey, you know, I'm really liking you. Do you want to come to California with me this weekend? And they could split the tab. Like, I would ideally want to be in a relationship where, like, okay, I pay this trip, you pay the next trip. I bet, I guess just someone on my 
not they don't have to be on my level because I know that's kind of hard, but close. Somewhat. Does that make sense? Yes. Just because from my past experiences, it doesn't end. It doesn't really work out when your lifestyles are so polar opposites. It's kind of tricky, you know? So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not really thinking about dating, just thinking about working. I'm actually going to meet with a content creator in California, you guys. On Saturday? Yeah. And I'm going to shoot with him, and I shot with Ollie here, and um, I think I'm going to shoot with that guy Lisa shot, possibly. The annoying one? Yeah, he, he sent me a DM, and it was kind of convincing. And I was like, you know what? You're here in Vegas. It might be easy. But you got to pay that $150 testing fee every single time. Yeah. That's another reason that I was talking to my friends about the other night about, like, cookups and, like, having a whole face. A lot of people be fucking raw, and they don't be asking. I'm past that. I'm really past that. I just heard of, like, I don't want to say names, but I just heard of a group of content people where half the girls walked out with gonorrhea. I'm not trying to, you know... That's funny. ...be in a situation like that. I I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I was talking to someone for six months, and I was pretty much dating them, and they gave me chlamydia. <laughs> so, and this isn't rap, by the way. Um, he never gave me anything. This is, this is Marlena. He never gave me anything but headaches. This, this, is, this is Marlena. Yeah. This is the name that we gave them. Yeah. Marlena. So... I got chlamydia and ever since then I was very like wow it's real out here in these streets you gotta be careful that's funny um yeah you straight people are different like Mm -hmm. I feel like AIDS didn't happen to y'all in the 80s and it's just like y'all don't know how to act I agree (laughs) y'all don't know how to act I agree a lot of people fucking wrong no y'all don't know how to act that's the thing about getting drunk I feel like and going out like you guys I had one of the most funnest weekends ever in my life when? At Lucky Bar. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so much fun. Aww. It was cute. Okay? <laughs> Friendship. Yeah, it was a really fun night. And I was so happy that, like, I feel like my whole piece is over for now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later in, like, my 30s, I'm going to have a moment, you Aww. know? But right now, I feel, like, very content with... um. You went really hard for a year, though. I did. That's ridiculous. I think, though, in a way, <laughs> some girls need to get through that. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, we, we have, like, friends that, I'm not going to say names, but, like, <gasps> they're two shots in, and they, they need some dick. You know, the I've literally become the girl that's like, dick, 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 dick. Y'all are just going to get fucked by five guys, and you'll still be talking about dick. She's like, can we talk about food? Well, I've become her. That's funny. She was the one that I was talking about, now I am the one saying it this development yeah character development um before i forget we have a new patron her name is tanya cisneros thank you so much oh thank you tanya i'm gonna withdraw my patron my patreon money eventually i'm, <laughs> I'm letting it build up a drop that's good that's, that's good. a drop that's smart a savings account yeah that's smart <laughs> my 11 pa- my 11 patrons yeah but that's oh what we're God. driving up to yeah. i'm excited for california shoot mm-hmm. oh and i've been trying to like lose weight even though today i kind of like stumbled I want to slow down on the drinking. Yeah, the drinking oh my God, doesn't bitch. help. Me and, me and Lisa went tanning yesterday. Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> my skin dried out. Well, yeah, it's the... Tanning. And she got a sunburn. I saw that. I was like, what? I was like, I'm she not... She got a little red. I'm not going to go for a while. Mm-hmm. She got a little red. <laughs> I saw go- that. I'm good for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I went through I time. mean, it's the tanning bed. But I love that I'm even. That's good. I feel very even. Have you guys tried tanning on the roof? It's cold. 
True. <laughs> True. Oh my god, I can't wait for summer. It's cold, child. Or like late spring. No, yeah, yeah. When it's when it's hot, we're not. I'm not gonna do that yeah. anymore. Yeah, I, I heard it's th- gonna be late se- late late seventies. Mm-hmm. The yeah. late seventies is that how you say weather? Late seventies. I don't know. How do you say it? Late seven later. Late seventies. Mid mid seventies. Mid seventies. <laughs> I think mid seventies. Late late early seventies. High school. <laughs> we're funny. Wait, you got me there. Yeah, we're funny. Early seventies. <laughs> You got me there. I was like, wait, early 70s? Oh, my God. High 70s. <laughs> we are punty. Oh, my God. Early 70s? It didn't mean the high 70s. Oh, my God. Well, that was that was funny. That was a good little catch-up, but we I don't, know... We left, we left. We're going to have my friend and not his friend, too. I haven't spoken to Chantel in so long. We had her on the show a while back, which is funny. Yeah, she talked about, um, like, Xanax, right? Mm-hmm. And um, getting used to, like... I guess you could say pharmaceuticals and depending on them a bit and how she got off of them and she had like a complete health transformation from um getting off Zans. I remember she had told me she lost weight, she felt a lot better. So she wanted to actually pitch in we about ha- we have a, toxic relationships. We have a very rigorous vetting process for our guests, you know. She, <laughs> uh, she asked to be on the show today, and I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very rigorous. <laughs> yeah, well, she listens to us a lot. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and she probably heard me talk about mm-hmm. my toxic relationship. Rata. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like they're not talked about enough. <clears throat> And I feel like girls don't really, it's hard to, what is it, dif, dif, differentiate? I can't say that word. Dif, differentiate? Differentiate. I'm, I'm too Latina to be yeah. saying that. You know, tell <laughs> the Tell apart. Yeah, tell apart. Tell apart. What is, you know, I'm too Latin American of, for that. What is like a normal, I'm a little jealous, babe. And what's a normal, and what's a toxic, like, controlling? I feel like lines get blurred, and that's where girls kind of lose their their like perception of oh this is a toxic relationship or oh this isn't you know and there's Mm -hmm. levels to it not every toxic relationship needs to mean that he hits you you know or that he cheats on Mm -hmm. you there's levels to it like for me i'm not i wasn't an innocent you know bystander in me and rats previous relationship i definitely had my moment where i fucking went crazy and i'm not gonna lie like i hit him i hit him with like a piece of furniture and I don't really think it hurt him, you know, but it was like a desk. I thought it was a plant. I think I hit him with both. (laughs) You know? I thought it was a plant. But that was a terrible fight, and he was giving me a lot of verbal lashings. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) You know? Not lashings. Yeah, he was giving me a lot of verbal, I would call it abuse, you know? Like, um, the fights just escalated, and I didn't, I, it was hard for me to be like, oh, this is not healthy and this is toxic. You know, I had my friends be like, mm, you don't think he's being a little bit controlling? And I'd be like, no, he's just young, you know. He, like, worries sometimes, but I don't think he's being controlling. And then it kind of took me really, like, a whole month and, like, big explosive fights to be like, oh, this isn't normal. And I just want to say right now from the jump, if you're getting into explosive fights more than once a month or even once a month, that's not healthy. Because I've had a healthy, loving relationship and the fights would happen like once every five months, once every four months. It wasn't like a weekly or daily occurrence. 
And with me and my ex-boyfriend, it was becoming like a weekly occurrence. We would get in like a really big fight. And it's so exhausting waking up and the fight's still going. And even one, two or three days passing by and you guys are still kind of holding like these weird grudges over that fight. I don't believe that's normal. I understand that couples have rough patches, but I don't I don't believe that they're they're like that. Like if anything, I believe me and Ruben had like that rough patch that ended up in our breakup. But we weren't in these big verbal he you know not saying Ruben was perfect. Ruben had his shitty ass moments and I did too. But goddamn, like the verbal lashings is one thing. Like the you dumbass bitch in a fight. I was like, oh my god, you're calling me a dumbass bitch. Not dumb bitch. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was toxic and it's not okay. I think a lot of men have this misogyny like deep in them because it gives them a sense of like power and it gives them a sense of um, like I'm the man and kind of like I'm more than you type of and I think a lot of men, for example, like Nate and Euphoria, they're obsessed with the idea of Is like that the tall ass person. Yeah, he's fine, but he's a he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, to be honest with you guys, you know Nate and Maddie, we were kind of like Nate and Maddie. Me and Jesus, we we really were. I remember one time we were watching an episode and he like agreed with him on something, and I was like. Oh. What? I kind of had a moment. What was it? I think Nate something. Nate said something like, "I would, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you like fuck him or something." And Jesus was like, "Yeah, that's me." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Not just saying yes, I'll fucking kill you, bitch, if you fuck him. Like we had a very, di- like it was a weird dynamic of like we could be very soft together. And I will say that toxic relationships are emotional roller coasters, and sometimes you don't know when to get off, and you can't get off. The highs feel amazing, and then the lows are like shit. And it's like it keeps on going, and you kind of never know what's next, you know, with the roller coaster. That's the best way that I've heard it been explained. And I think a lot of girls find themselves in these situations, and they don't think there's anything wrong with the relationship, and they can't get out, or they think it's cute and quirky. And trust me, you don't want to be. 25 26 and you're like fuck i was with this guy since i was 20 years old i'm 25 now and i just gave him five years of my life when i could have been doing so much more i could have been focusing on myself i could have been you know i mean then again you do learn a lot so you you want to take it i feel like as a, a learning stone in your life but if you could avoid yourself to trouble or if you see red flags, you need to get the fuck out. Don't waste your time. At least at my big ass age, I'm going to be 28 this year. Oh, pushing 30? I'm pushing 30. I'm, <laughs> pushing official, 30. I'm officially pushing 30 All in May winning. 19. I don't, I can't, you know. And I see some of my friends that, you know, I, had, I love them and I'm happy that they're happy. But, you know, sometimes when I hear that, like, they be fighting and stuff, I'm, I'm not saying names or nothing. Claudia, by the way, this isn't all you. <laughs> this isn't all you. Shut because up. here's the thing. I, I understand that couples fight. You know, I get that. But I've heard some things from, like, multiple friends that I'm like, you know you could get out. Mm-hmm. But I, but then life has a way of humbling you. And then you're in that relationship and you're like, fuck. And it's hard. I, I mean, I went back to Jesus multiple times. 
And so it was finally like the nail in the coffin, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, we can't do this. Let's get into this f- feminist um, discourse with Chantal. Yeah, there's okay. a lot to it, you know? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to call her on FaceTime. Wait, I like FaceTime audio too. Yeah, it's very like clear. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, hey. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Hi. Yes. How are you? Girl, how are you? You're... I'm better. I'm better now. Okay, I'm better. <laughs> you be looking I'm better. Back and I'm better. Um, welcome to Oom Podcast. We miss Thank you. you. Um, I miss you guys so much. Um Aww. I'm so happy to be here. Like, here, here, like myself. <laughs> oh, we need to see you soon. We need to do like a mini reunion. Are you in San Diego? Yes. I am in um, Golden Hill area, so I'm like right by downtown. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You guys should come or vice versa. I have all the time in the world now, so. <laughs> well, we're going to go to LA, huh? We're going to be in the OC. Yeah, but. When? This weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so late notice. No, see. Um, I'm off on Saturday. Oh, maybe we should do something. You can make the trip if you can, or meet us like halfway, maybe. That would, yeah, we we I actually have done I that. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, me and Chantel would meet like halfway back when I lived in San Diego. Aww. Yeah, it was fun. That's so so cal. It was yeah. so much fun, dude. I know. I um, feel. Like, I'm down. I feel like we were like, like for our distance, we've like remained yeah. good. Yeah, like good friends. Yes, I agree. But I'm, I'm like, always like, I'm always ready to pull up. I'm like, I'll come. It's okay. I know. I miss hanging out with you. Same. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to keep hanging out though. Like, I know. For real, for real. Or you make more memories. But I know that you Please. you wanted to like talk, and I, I'm super down to to have a what is it a disclosure? <laughs> Dis- <laughs> Did I say <laughs> Dis- discourse? Discourse. <laughs> Um, yes. Can we do a trigger? Do we? We have to do a trigger warning. I for sure have to do a trigger warning. Okay. Do you oh, want to go ahead and do okay. that? Okay. So my trigger warning is um, it's definitely physical abuse, um, abuse towards intimacy. Um, this is going to have a mental and like narcissistic abuse. So if anyone that's listening is really triggered to those things or like they're not healing yet all the way like now's your time like ooh, okay the podcast okay. Yeah, i never did trigger oh, <laughs> that's our brand dude yeah. <laughs> yikes thank you that's very that's very uh, much, that was very mature yeah that was really smart of you i, I need to start doing trigger warnings to be you honest i'll put it in the i'll put I, it in the description yeah. i'm learning i'm learning this is new this is new this is not like um, something that I just like have under my belt, but like some of the stuff that I really want to talk about is like it's kind of out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is what? So what um, happened? Because I know that you had your fair share of like dealing with the shitty ass ex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, like, okay. Before, like, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit, but, like, even when I was on my last, like, episode with you guys, and I was talking about, like, my problems um, with Xanax and whatnot, like, I had to be so careful about things that I was saying, because in my current 
my relationship that I was in at that time, like, I didn't have a safe space to talk. And, like, to kind of, like, get into what I'm talking about is, like, narcissistic abuse is, like, a whole other level of mental abuse in a sense. So I was afraid to basically, like, openly talk about things and then for them to weaponize against me, like, later, like, for whatever it would be. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, So so are you not with your BF anymore? No, oh, I'm not. Okay, so you're my single. My boyfriend anymore. My boyfriend. Um, what's it called? So for people who don't know, um, I was on and off with my now my ex boyfriend for almost ten years. Like, was this was this the Nicaraguan man? What? No, um, my other ex was he was from Guatemala. Oh, okay, okay, but um. Yeah, yeah, but um, this current ex I just recently broke up with, um, he is Mexican. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, we used to date when we were like seeing kids, like MySpace. Um, I met him on MySpace actually. It's so fun. I remember. Um, I remember the whole story. Do you remember this? Yeah. Do okay. Exactly my point. Okay. So, um. We were together, I think we were together for, like, two years when we were younger. I could to prom, like, he was my first real boyfriend, like, the first boyfriend who could come over to my house and spend the night, like, vice versa. Um, We had a falling out when I was 18, and the, the falling out that I had was because of physical abuse, and I was physically assaulted by him. Um, okay. This is, like... I feel so shaky because this is my first time, like, really talking about it. No, um, time. So, when that happened, like, whatever, like, I was 18, I didn't really think of it as physical abuse. I just thought of it as, like, wow, that's a really bad breakup. Like, I talked to him, you know what I mean? This was before there were so many people talking about, like, this is what this is, this is what that is, you know? Yeah. So... We didn't, like, we broke up, but whatever. We didn't talk for maybe, like, two years. And then we started kind of seeing each other on and off all the time. Just random times. Yeah. Um, I used I used to sympathize with him a lot because he was always my best friend. So, like, instead of just being, like, your boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like, he really was, like, my, my ride or die, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of narcissists, um, like, get you really close to them, you know? Exactly my point. Yes, yes, they get you super close. Um, They start making you believe that, like, um, there's no other person out there that can do the same things that they can do for you and so on. So um, I got into another relationship. He got into another relationship. I didn't talk to him maybe for, like... A good two, almost three years. And um, after I got out of another bad relationship, I moved back to San Diego. And um, I just, like, I haven't turned my life around. Like, my best friend passed away. I was getting sober. Uh, to realize, like, who my real friends are. Like, just really taking over my life. And um, I started going out again. And I remember... 
I was at the bar, and I usually get nervous because he's from San Diego, so I would get nervous, like, oh, I hope I don't bump into him. Like, it's not something I'm basically ready for. Yeah. And um, fast forward, I bump into him at a bar, and then after that, it's, like, history. Like, after I saw him at the bar, like, I was always over at his house. I stopped basically being at my own house. Um, I was working graveyard. I was doing visual merchandising overnight. So it was just like his house working all night, partying and back with him. And this went on for a while until I decided to um, move into with him because he had asked me. And um, I will disclose like the relationship was so awesome at the beginning. And the reason why I want to really emphasize this is in case if anybody is listening, um, it's going to be really good. Like, the beginning is going to be almost too good to be true. You're really going to think, like, what a big difference this is making. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always um, think, but like, that, it's a honeymoon back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like, wow. Like, sorry. No, 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 no I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick you off. But it's like, you know. No, it's fine. No, it's okay. It's like every time you get back with them, it feels so good. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. But like I was like, wow, like I just got out of a really bad relationship. Like maybe this is like destiny, you know? Maybe I am like supposed to be with this person. Like maybe this is how it's supposed to work, you know? Cuz I wasn't even looking for a relationship. I was like, hell no. After what happened to me like recently, like I do not need to be living with somebody, you know what I mean? But yeah. when this stage in a relationship happens it is referred to as love bombing and like love bomb is when the person really like basically like butters you up like makes like this is your fantasy this is everything like that you need you know yeah and it's really important to point that out because a lot of people who are victims in abuse or are in abusive relationships and have no idea they hold on to that because naturally that is something that you should hold on to but people who are abusive or who have abusive characteristics know that about you yeah they tend to repeat it repeatedly do stuff like that so it can overcompensate for the horrible things that they want to do when they are pissed off or when they are disagreeing with you or just normal things you know what i mean yeah it's like they know what makes you happy so they're gonna do it and they're gonna get on your really good terms and then that really happy you know part of them kind of slithers away and their true colors you know show exactly yeah um i didn't know what narcissistic narcissistic abuse was but i read that like it is often subtle like when it happens in public as well like it might be so well disguised that others hear or see the same behaviors and fail to recognize them as abuse um those are like things like oh i used to not drink the whole and the whole entire time I was in this relationship, I did not drink anymore. And the reason that I did not drink anymore is because every time that this partner would get drunk, one, like something physical would happen. Two, I would have to sit and listen to these like 
deep into these conversations of things that didn't even happen or I would be like I'm gonna argue with you in front of everyone and I'm gonna stop arguing with you when people start showing up you know what I mean like let me fight with you and then wait for all of our friends and stuff to show up and not say anything and then um act like nothing happened you know and then you're there like like you're there like I have to mutually be the the mature one you know like I have to sit here and be like I'm not gonna say anything because it's just gonna look bad and I don't you know it's like with guys that have anger issues or they have like temperament issues it's like you're constantly kind of walking on eggshells with them especially when you go out and like if they're drinking or if they're like partying or on something you kind of feel like they're so easily triggered like you kind of want to diffuse the situation as much as you can you know and like in my case yeah it was very it, like he would fight in front of people and it was like the oh slightest the slightest thing i could say like we just didn't have a good communication he didn't really understand my sense of humor the things that i would say like kind of being playful he would take it especially if he was already in a bad mood to begin with for whatever fucking reason that you know they're in a bad mood if i would yeah. say like something if I would do something that he didn't like it was like a big deal you know and I would get so embarrassed like I remember we like went out to a really expensive nice dinner and um Mm -hmm. he was like looking at all of the menus on the all of the options on the menu and Mm -hmm. you know I he was looking at like the one of the most expensive um steaks mind you I was paying for the dinner so I jokingly I kind of have like a rough sense of humor you know so yeah, was, which is fine. It's and, totally fine. And I think he kind of didn't like that. And he was already aggravated that we had to wait like an hour to get seated. So he was like in a bad mood. And he admits uh-huh. that this was like kind of dumb of him to fight, to get to get so mad at me for. But he was like, I was like, oh, you know, I, oh, that's funny. Like, are you going to get the most expensive thing on the menu? I wasn't being like, oh, you're going to get the most expensive thing. I was being like, oh, you're going to get the most expensive thing, you know, like. I thought it was silly, like, kind of, like, pulling his leg, you know? Me and, like, my friends, we joke around like that pretty much all the time, you know? So he took it so, like, crazy, and he literally, like, ruined the night. And I, I remember, like, apologizing to him, and I was like, you know, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And, like, the the waiter would, like, come, and he would just be so, like embarrassing like kind of give me attitude and kind of get snappy with me and i was Ugh, just yeah you know and, and i was like okay you know should, let's just get a drink and like let's just have a good time and he's like no i don't want to drink with you then i would kind of be like what the fuck did we come out for then tonight you know so then my yeah, attitude no, would yeah. come out and it was like disastrous so yeah i wasn't an angel either i would get mad and i would snap back at him but it's again uh-huh. like why are we fighting and why are you making a show you know because i made a joke like my bad get over it you know yeah no absolutely like um so from that situation like him being insecure most likely over the fact that like you are paying for dinner you know yeah probably instead of in, yeah like instead of him just like really really not in like you know what this does make me feel kind of uncomfortable instead of him having that conversation with himself was more of like i'm just gonna give her a hard time like 
you know what I mean? And yeah. then you later explaining like, I freaked out, you know, that is what they call like reactive abuse. Like it's basically like you didn't have any bad intentions in the beginning from the start, like even from the joke. Yeah. And then for him to sit there and just like antagonize the entire situation. Yeah. And then wait for you to blow up and be on his level. That's another form of abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when, when girls are like, well, you make me crazy, you know, because a lot of the times they do mm-hmm. make us crazy. And I, I would feel bad after because yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I kind of gave him attitude back and I'm like, well, he ruined the whole night. Even after I apologized and was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. It was a joke, you know? Even yeah. after that, it was like, he's you're going to continue with the stank face and very passive aggressive because there's people, but still letting everyone know basically with his face and demeanor that he like fucking hates, you know, the whole night with me. It's embarrassing. It's like humiliating. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And like you saying sorry, like taking the time to say sorry, like that's a perfect example of like attempting communication. Like he could have easily been like, you know what? I'm sorry too. Like that was wrong of me. Thank you for saying sorry. And you guys could have just easily continued with your night. Yeah. You know, it didn't have to and, be that night. Yeah, and people have, like, it's so crazy. I know this now, but, like, people have the choice. Like, people have the choice to either make something better or make something worse. And I feel like that really differentiates people who are wanting to be in a relationship and working forward with it or who are actually abusive, you know? Yeah. Because just like you said, you were just like, at the end of the night, I'm like, why did we even go out? You know what I'm saying? No, That's a perfect that's a perfect reflection of like you're trying like you're willing to work for things when it gets hard you're willing to understand other people's feelings whether you agree or disagree with them you know him on the other hand is just like i just disagree with you and i'm just gonna be right and i'm just gonna do whatever i want at this point you know yeah and then you know like he apologized later on in the relationship for that which i really appreciated that you know but it's kind of like Absolutely. when, when like, things like that are done repeatedly and then they get, like, explosive and then every day it's something new, you kind of mm-hmm. get sick of it. There's no coming back, you know? Yeah. No, I get that all the time. Like, um, my, my ex-boyfriend was really horrible when it came to those things. And it used to get to the point where, like... I started catching myself, like, basically agreeing with the things that he wanted to argue with me about. And the reason why I would agree with them is because it would just be constant, like, arguing, and the arguing was just him belittling me the whole time. And it would just go in a circle. And I would just tell myself, like, in my mind, like, you literally have no choice but to agree with this person exactly. or else the, the conversation isn't going to go everywhere. I agree. And I used to I used to really think, like, I used to really believe, like, you know what? Like, maybe my partner is just having a hard time with communication. Maybe my partner has never had the opportunity to have open communication either growing up or in past relationships or whatever you know and 
I started noticing that I was overly compensating for abusive tactics rather than sticking up for myself. So me choosing to agree with him and not saying this and that, it started to internally affect me where I would just start going into freeze mode. Like he would be yelling at me, like screaming, saying horrible things to me. And I deadass would just sit there and I would just stare at the wall. Yeah. I would literally, I would just stare at the wall and I would be like completely disassociating because one, I don't want to be physically hurt. Two, I don't want something to be physically broken. And I'm so exhausted that I don't even want to argue anymore. You know, it's, it's hard. It's so, so hard. Yeah. It's really hard, you know, because I feel like a lot, like with my ex, a lot of times I would be like, well, you know, I'm not perfect either. Or I'd be like, well, you know, mm-hmm. he has a lot of growing up to do. And, like, he doesn't know yeah. that he's being uh, controlling. He's not trying to. It's just how yeah. he is. And even though in those situations you, we might have a point, you know, I feel like a lot of abusers sometimes they don't necessarily know that what they're mm-hmm. doing is harmful. You know, yeah. it's like a lot of internalized issues that they haven't figured out yet. So they project it on their partner and they're not really taking the time to, you know, fix those internal issues. I think a lot of it is like a lot of internal misogyny, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't want to put like my ex's like info on blast, but you know, he had like a high school relationship where like the girl did him dirty and then he never saw women the same or like he like kind of got this hatred for like women, you know, and it's like it comes out later in your relationship. There's, like, these insecurities. You know, he would always go through my phone and, like, always kind of... I remember one time, like, we went to Miami and we had a pretty decent trip overall, but I remember he he was, like, drunk already in the hotel room and we were going to go out and I had replied to one of my friends who I've never had any sexual relations with this person. Literally, a guy that, you know, sometimes we'll talk about, like, what nightclubs are popping because he works in the industry. It's always been strictly mm-hmm. it's always been strictly friendly when he knew I had a boyfriend he was very you know respectful and yeah. I posted something about how we were gonna go see a DJ and you know the cover fee was a lot but thankfully our friend had gotten the table and he said something like oh yeah it's not worth it and I was like oh yeah you know my friend got it though so like whatever I'm excited I'm going and my mm-hmm. ex was like drunk and he saw that I responded responded that and we're like walking out the hotel room and like there's someone like there's people going in the elevator and where we're trying to go into and he's like kind of humiliating me he's like oh if i was to reply to a girl it would be a big fucking deal but it's not huh so like and i knew he was drunk but it was still like why is this like your reaction like it's not okay you're you're one you're embarrassing me you're trying to make me look like i'm cheating on you in front of people that don't even know me you know yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like let me publicly humiliate you so that you can yeah so that you can feel some type of way and then now you can understand how I feel how humiliated I feel which is is so wrong like I I think like now I get so um like not aggressive but I just get really eager at the fact that like they want to bring you down and they want to expose you and they want to humiliate you, yeah, whether it's do. in front of people or it's in private for you to finally understand how they feel when they can literally just be like, 
I feel kind of uncomfortable, like, you know? Yeah, hey, you know, this makes me feel kind of insecure. Like, and uh-huh. then I could be like, you don't have anything to worry about. But it's like a lot of people's, especially men's, their ego is so fucking fragile. Oh, like, I know. Oh, my God. Like, I've never met a woman that has such a fragile ego like a man does. You know? Yeah. It's like literally this response that was you know monotone and like platonic as fuck triggered you so much because you're drinking that uh-huh. now all of a sudden I, I look like I'm cheating on you or flirting with guys behind your back you know and you know the truth yeah when when I started to like see Olaf I started to resent him like I'd never told him anything about that incident I would just ignore it and go on with the yeah. night because it's like why do I want to put energy into like correcting you i'd rather just go out and have a good night you know exactly yeah yeah Uh so like i started to like resent him and resent him and resent him and then i think Mm -hmm. i started to low-key become abusive in my own way too you know because it's like i started to garner like all this kind of just like hate for him almost i would say that yeah then when i would drink i was belligerent and rude as fuck to him you know and it's Mm -hmm. like it, it was just so unhealthy and it was making me a really different person and it sucks sometimes when you love someone and you really want to bring out the best in each other but you guys just don't you know yeah no that's so crazy because like even like hearing you say these things like i could never imagine you like getting drunk and being like mean abusive or being mean or like even saying anything like to somebody that would hurt them you know what i mean yeah i started to resent him you know yeah no i used to i used to start resenting my partner because um i used to be told that you're this and you're doing you're you're fucking stupid and you're doing this shit and this and that you it was always like you know what you're doing you know what you said you know what you want and then be like in my head I'd be like I don't even want to argue with this guy so I don't even know how he's like coming up with what I am you know what I mean so I started to really resent him because I'd be like it's like I it's if I do what's that saying when it's like I'm oh I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't exactly yeah honestly and and I started feeling like that for every single thing like um this is like another trigger warning like I don't personally I don't consider it sexual abuse but some people might consider it sexual abuse but I was also with this person for I started redating this person for three solid years and I've known him for 10 years so when it came to things that were sexual um I was always 100% open um but then it started getting to the point where um this this partner like always wanted to have sex with me which is totally fine and totally healthy like let me let me cover that but how like Alva how do you feel and like this isn't a trick question but how do you feel in terms of like you're sleeping and your partner having sex with you no that's totally not it like right unless unless it's a conversation beforehand like you know, mm-hmm. me and my ex, he would do this thing where, like, we would wake up and he would, like, you know, kind of touch on me and grab me. But I fully knew what was going on, you know. 
And when I was yeah. so over it, I'd be like, when I was tired and I'm sleeping, I'd be like, I want to sleep, leave me alone, you know? And yes. he, would, he would respect it and he would leave me alone. But sometimes he'd be like, you know, can I fuck you? And I'd be like, yeah, go for it. And we would call it like sleepy fuck where I'd be yeah. so tired in bed and he would, I would let him fuck me, but it was completely consensual, you know? But a hundred percent. It would yeah. be so weird if they just put your dick in you and there's nothing being said. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like that's kind of like in my relationship, that's how it started. Yeah. And it was like totally, totally normal. You know, like I work a lot. I work 40 hours a week um, and I work retail hours. So I got to be up kind of early to kind of have a morning and then I'm home just for like dinner, bed and then start all over again, you yeah. know, but I started to um, emotionally resent him because I live with this person. This person understands how tired I am. This person understands, like, I really do just want my sleep. Yeah. And that whole situation started to turn into, well, you don't want to have sex with me is what your problem is. And I would be like, no, like, emotionally, I'd be like, no, that's not how I feel. Like, I do want to have sex with my partner. But the fact that my partner has to have sex with me when I'm basically, like, already passed out sleeping and then like it started like you don't want to offend your partner either you know yeah like you don't want to make them feel like they're not wanted like you don't want to do that so I was in this predicament where like I don't want my partner to feel like um I don't want them you know but I'm also starting to feel um violated violated and I'm also starting to feel like well if I don't put out like if I'm not like doing or helping him like then it's my problem then I'm the one that has the problem and I'll never forget like I remember I started to try to vocalize it little by little to make it kind of normal like hey like um I'm tired like can we can we try the next day or something and it was a huge ordeal and I remember him saying like um I'll never forget this, but he was like, you know what? He was like, lately having sex with you is like fucking a dead person. And I was like, something inside of me wanted to just die. Like, not like suicidal, but like, I was just like, I can never win in this situation. Like, I can never win. Like, here I am trying to have a healthy conversation at the fact that I'm tired. You're pushing my buttons every single day. Like you're not emotionally supporting me so i'm not feeling intimate you know yeah, and then he's just you want his dick yeah him. yeah and then to tell me that like having sex with you lately is like fucking a dead person like what do you think that does to me as a woman like what do you think like how do you think i'm gonna feel about that tomorrow in the morning when i get ready and then the next day when you want to actually properly have um consented sex with me as my boyfriend you know what I mean and I used to and yeah I used to get in this loop like where I'd be like god I really have to just do it so he doesn't think that something is wrong with me but my feelings are still also really hurt and belittled at the things that he said he said to me like it was a constant cycle of that like constant emotional cycle of that and lately I've just been what happened that's scary you know because it's like how scary is that right yeah to be like dead asleep you know and 
and you guys and you're expressing to him like I'm tired you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and he's still kind of taking it upon himself to like well she's my girlfriend I think a lot of guys think well she's my girlfriend you know and like yeah it's cool but no if you say you're tired like that means you're tired exactly and it used to like oh my god after like that's kind of started like I started to feel like I resented him during sex like um during sex I would just feel so pissed off because I just felt like it was never about me anymore it's just about him and yeah and it was just like it sucks so bad because you know as a woman too like just in general you're like well if I'm not fucking this person then who who will you know yeah and I, well, I'm I think girlfriend, that's so but yeah, it's like our I bodies you know oh, I'm sorry no, no no you're good it's like um you know you, you kind of feel like well they're my boyfriend so I should but you really don't have to you know Honest, yeah, honestly, a healthy relationship, it should never even be a situation. Like, yeah. this type of situation should never come up. Like, you should never have to feel about that. Like, having sex should be free. Like, it should just be freely done. Like, you don't have to sit down and have these conversations. But, like, when you start to insult your partner and when you start to either make comments or, you know, make existing complications that's when those things start to happen and I think people don't understand how sacred having sex with somebody actually is you know yeah and especially when you express and they still don't care that's a big like you know like Mm -hmm. when, when that would happen with me like when he would wake up and like you know touch me and stuff I was always cool with this so he always knew it was fine but, yeah. you know, when I would tell him, like, I'm tired, like, he had the, you know, respect to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, know? 100%. And, and all men should do that. If you're dating a girl and she's tired, like, f- turn go to the bathroom and jerk off, you know? Seriously. Yeah. Like, and that's another thing, too, is I was very open to that, too. So if people are listening and they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe she never did this or that, like, no. This is clear, open communication. Like, if he wanted to handle his business in in, in the bathroom and do something, be my guest, yeah. you know? Um, that's not, like, this person, um, this partner did not have, like, zero options. You that's know what crazy. I'm saying? Like, yeah. could have done anything they wanted. And I don't know, like, to break me down like that, it was really, it's, I'm still having a hard time understanding it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's rough, you know, and, and it's another form of disrespect for a boyfriend to do that, and some would even go, like, if you're straight up telling him, like, no, and he's still doing it, that's technically considered rape, you know? Like, if he's trying to put your, his dick in you, and you're saying no, but if you still have the, like, common decency to be like, whatever, you know, do your business, I'll be here laying down, and that's, uh-huh. and then he wants to be like, it was like this, it's like, well, what what the fuck do you want? Like, yeah, you know, you could never win yeah. with some men. Yeah, like, some men just, like, I don't know, I think in their mind they just think that, like, this is what I'm going through, and this is what I'm, and this, and this, and this, and it's never like, well, maybe she is feeling this way maybe i should consider that she feels this way you know what i'm saying like especially abusers i feel um they say like uh narcissistic abuse often involves frequent implications that you make bad decisions and that you can't do anything right and 
I used to have to sit down and have these conversations of like, you never pull a move on me and you never do this and you don't do that. And like, I don't know what your problem is. Like, I don't know if you're getting it from somewhere else. And I used to be like, what the hell? Like, how could I even possibly get it anywhere else? Like, you know what I mean? If I'm having problems at home right now, you know? Yeah, he, he definitely was trying to guilt trip you with that, you know? That's yeah, and I, I used to, yeah, I used to just get upset because I just wanted to be emotionally understood, you know. Yeah. I didn't want like it was never as more complicated than what it really was, you know. Yeah, I, I think a lot of men when it comes down to sex and their girlfriends, they think they're entitled to it. Like yeah, whenever they like, want. Whenever and it's like Yes, like, I want to give you what I can give you whenever you want. But the reality is, like, this is the, re- this is the reality. You know, sometimes yeah. we're not gonna. Like, yeah. sometimes they don't want to. And in, but a, in a healthy relationship, it's like, my needs, too. What I feel, too. It matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's do this. This sounds great. Not, I need to do this, and you need to do this with me. Yeah, that's like, terrible. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, the truth um, is a lot of men have very, and I, you know, some women too, there's a lot of unhealthy patterns, you know, like for for me, it was a lot yeah. of like codependency. I knew that mm-hmm. we were better off apart, but it's like, I don't want to be alone, you know, and I'm already comfortable yeah. with him and I love the highs and maybe the highs are worth the lows. And it's like an emotional roller coaster of a relationship like I promise you, you could find something out there healthy, and loving, yeah. and nice. You know, you that's it's not it's not good for you long term for your health. Yeah, like it's not supposed to be. Um, like it's not supposed to be so crazy all the time. Like it's it's supposed to be easy. It's supposed yeah. to be like soothe sailing. Um, and I'm yeah, glad that I, I that I've experienced a healthy relationship. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, when I started dating my ex, my recent ex, right off mm-hmm. the bat, I was like, oh, this is different, you know? Like, yeah. uh, some of our fights are ridiculous for no reason. I remember there you go. we went uh-huh. to a, a restaurant and he was upset. At, I had some friends coming over and they were going to stay with me. And he was really insecure that one of them was a guy, even though they were my fucking friends. You know? Yeah. And they were a couple. They were literally boyfriend and girlfriend. Yet he was insecure that that guy was going to pull a move on me. And he made uh, it uh. such a big fucking deal because I let them stay in my house. And we ended up going to a restaurant. And he was mad at me, I think, earlier that day because I wore, like, a mini skirt to the mall. And he didn't like it. So he was just, like... I think in a pissy mood because I wore that and it just was not oh. and I, I wasn't giving him like a reaction so I think that made him even more annoyed you know yeah. so that whole night it just started off kind of bad and we got in a fight and then we made up and we were like okay you know let's go to this restaurant and I think the older you get the more your brain is like developed you know so I uh-huh. was like okay yeah we're, get, we're gonna go to this restaurant and we're, we're you know we're gonna have a good night and we went with two of my friends, with my sister and my friend, and, you know, we get there, and, you know, he starts being annoyed because I'm making, like, videos with my friends, 
and they're like funny like you know playful tiktok videos like yeah I, like my friend peter was being really like funny in some videos and he took that like for some reason a wrong way and then he was just in a terrible mood and it's like why are you here you know uh-huh. you're with your stank face you're not having a good time you're not being affectionate with me you're making me feel like shit like why are you here and it was just i remember that night was so bad i like cried at the restaurant he like got up and left it was like a show and i'm not used to that you know before i dated jesus i dated ruben and me and ruben were a pretty healthy yeah. fucking couple you know like when we would fight i was like the crazier one but it would happen like maybe like four times a year that we would have big fights and at the end of the day we always figured it out we apologized to each other and we moved on you know me and Ruben broke up because exactly we just, me and Ruben broke up because we just were friends we it's not because we were unhealthy you know so I yeah no absolutely I'm so thankful that I experienced that because once I started dating Jesus I was like oh my god we we are toxic you know like this is not uh-huh. healthy you know understandable good committed relationship like we are on like a territory that's leaning towards toxic you know i i I won't say he was an abuser but i will say that we were really unhealthy towards each other and there was moments where i felt like yeah we were borderline abusive to each other to be honest you know and i didn't want to become that person i was yeah 100% I was literally gonna say like I remember your relationship with Ruben being extremely healthy like I never heard anything about Ruben being out of line or you feeling that you had to say this or explain that so when you were telling me right now like what happened with Jesus like I was literally gonna say like did you ever, like, in your mind, basically result in situations that Jesus would give you? Like, you kind of get caught off guard. You're like, this shouldn't even be happening. Like, yeah. not that you compare, not that you compare two partners with one another, but the fact that you're like, I've never even been argued about. Like, I'm over here hanging out with my friends. Like, my friends are coming to stay at my house, which they always have, even yeah. when you were with Ruben. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like, you're just yourself, like, doing things normal. And here's this new partner that's making everything that you do normal a, a problem. Yeah, 100%. You know? And, you know, I, I didn't want to compare them, but it's hard not to compare relationships when you've had a healthy one yeah. and when you're in a toxic one, you know? And I really feel like you yeah. know, if it wasn't for... And, you know, Ruben's not perfect. Ruben has done his shady shit as well, but it was always after... 100%, the, yeah. It was always after we split, and it was just imperfections in a person. You know, like, we had our mm-hmm. moments where we mm-hmm. were maybe shitty towards each other, but it wasn't, like, toxic, you know? So I would compare and exactly. I would be like... I would be like, wait, why are we fighting about this? Like, this is uh-huh. dumb. And I would try and, like, communicate with him. But he was really... And we, we both are very stubborn in our way. So I would be very stubborn in my way. And he would be very stubborn in his way. So we never saw eye to eye on pretty much anything. You know? What was keeping our relationship yeah. alive was that we were both very affectionate towards each other. We would, like, cuddle very, like... Our physical affection was never an issue. Um, He was romantic, so I I appreciated that. But it's like, 
okay, you're gonna, you know, buy me a teddy bear and, and do this really romantic display, but we're gonna get in a really big fight like a week later and you're gonna call me a dumb bitch and I'm gonna call you, you know, an ungrateful, you know, broke ass motherfucker and like, what the fuck is the point, you know? It, it, it yeah. was just like the flowers and the teddy bears and the kisses and me giving you affection and the it means nothing if we're gonna get in a fight in two days and we're gonna call each other terrible things you know exactly yeah it's like you just do these things to patch over whatever you did last and then you're gonna have to do it all over again for something that you're gonna do the next time yes yes and it just was becoming a then, pattern that I didn't like yeah, I think some of the best advice I was given is like when you like, even when you just simply like someone and you're you're talking to them, it should always be easy. It, it, every time it should just get better and better. It shouldn't get more and more complicated, whether it was like small, a small type of yeah argument or a disagreement. Like it's supposed to just keep going. No, I agree. Not like it's stop, to stop, 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 you know. You know, and Jesus had his issues that he had red flags that I noticed from the jump. And I'm sure he had his red flags about me. And we just kept going. Like, yeah. I remember, the, you know, the very first red flag that I saw with him was that he didn't want me to, like, fuck anyone else, even when we were just talking. And I was kind mm-hmm. of like, you're not my man, you know? So, like, how are you going to tell me, like, don't fuck no one else? You know, and high oh, yeah. people like, might think okay. that's cute, but it's like it's possessive. It's really possessive and controlling. Yeah. You know, and like he just had his moments where like I would be at the house over here with like Liz and Nelson, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get some clothes and head back, and then it'd be like an hour, and he'd be like, I bet you're not doing anything. Like, why are you taking so long? And it'd be like, even if I'm laying on my bed, I'm in my home that legally belongs to me. Why do you want me to be over there in the apartment? Like, I, I felt sometimes like he would try and isolate me, you know, from people. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, yes. Like, he would, he understood that I would go sometimes with my friends, but he never really, he always preferred if I stayed with him, which I get to an extent. And, you know, this is the thing with a lot of relationships. You're like, well, it's because he wants to spend time with me. You make, like, a lot of reasonings for it right but oh yeah sometimes yeah i would just be like what does it matter if i spend the night at my home and you spend the night over there you know like why mm-hmm. are you like gonna i'm still back? gonna want to see you the next day or in the morning it's, or it's very possessive you know, you know? And, and he hated when i would talk to people about my problems that was a really big red flag for me i'm like why do you oh, yeah. hate when I tell people what you said or what I said? That's what happened. You know what yeah. what I'm saying um, happened. And he hated it. I remember yeah. this one time he I was fucking I think I talked about this. I was slurping my soda. Not to piss him off, just because I was slurping my soda. And he was so triggered mm-hmm. by it for some reason. He was like, If you slurp it one more time, I'm gonna knock the cup out. And I was like, What the fuck, you know? So what? I was, yeah so, yeah, so I was like, I am going to slurp it one more time because you're not going to tell me how to drink my soda in my apartment. That makes no sense. So I slurped it and I looked at him in the eye and then he got so mad at that because he's like, you did it to taunt me. And I'm like, you just said you were going to knock it out my hand and you're worried that I did That's it to like, taunt you. 
like you initiated to taunt me yeah. over something that I was just naturally doing. That is that is another form of narcissism. Like I totally think you should read into it. Like some people are not as narcissistically abusive as more people. Yeah. But it really does explain a lot of the stuff that you are explaining that's going on. Um, there was levels to it. I mine was just. A, yeah, there's tons of levels. Mine was a little bit more severe. Like, I was completely isolated from everyone. Like, every single person in my life. Like, I stopped seeing friends. I, you know, I get so on my family, like, onto this with myself. Is like, it was even to the point where I started to feel like I was being isolated from my own family. And, um... Yeah, that's such a big I just, like, yeah, like, I don't know how, like, I don't know where to start. Like, there's so, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, A good example of of this, huh? It's so terrible, you know, when it's, like, kind of all a blur. And you just, there's a lot of little moments that you're, like, yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, that was fucked up, you know? Yeah. I used to just think we were having a bad day. Like, you know, because I know a lot of people will ask me, like, people who I'm close to, like, why did you stay so long? Like, I didn't even know you were going through that. Like, how did you stick around? And it's like, I was so isolated to the point where I thought that everything was fine. Um, The last two places that we lived, we didn't have laundry and this is a really good explanation of like what the isolation was like but we didn't have on-site laundry so like the laundry mat is where we would go um sometimes we would go to his mom's house which particularly wasn't my favorite but i mean you know support is support like i'm very grateful for that yeah um so I started to get closer with my older sister, you know, and shit, like, I started to want to take our laundry to my sister's house, you know, and my sister was like, fuck yeah, like, come hang out, like, come spend some time with me, granted, we haven't spent time with each other in a very long time, obviously, from isolation of my relationship, and some other things, too, but I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to start hanging out with my sister, to start, um having a little bit more of like my family in the mix and to just balance things and my family is very like that's my fucking family like if my sisters need something for me no questions asked like go ahead like if I can provide you with anything don't worry and like I don't have to like provide something in return you know yeah it's your family yeah huh it's literally like your family anyone should be understanding of that you know yeah like no questions like we don't have to pay back or pay it forward you know like it's family so I started to take my laundry to my sisters because um we're not spending money on our laundry and um I like everything went fine you know and then I remember the second time I wanted to do it and like you know I was a little worn out of taking our laundry over to his mom's house totally normal and it felt good that we could take it to my sister's house and I'll never I'll never forget he was like um I'm having a problem with us taking our laundry over to your sister's house and mind you this is him telling me this after I already told my sister we were coming 
I already made plans, like, in advance, like, hey, we're going to come and do laundry. My sister's like, yeah, come whenever you want, you know? And he's telling me that he feels uncomfortable. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you feel uncomfortable? And I used to think that maybe I was misunderstanding him. But now it's a lot different to me in my mind. But he was just like, I just hate that we have to take our laundry over there. And we don't have something to give in return. And I'm just like, but oh my God, he was, we he was so long- good at wording it, huh? So good at wording it. And yeah. I would be like, at first, I remember feeling like I wanted to pop off and be like, well, I don't care what you say. Like, we need to do our laundry. I have no, like, chonies. I have no socks. Like, and I'm don't want to spend money or waste my whole entire day off at the laundry mat yeah 100 but i was just like i just remember explaining like but we take our laundry over to your mom's house and it's the same thing yeah. you know and he was like well the first time we did it i i i make ceviche for your sister and this and that and i'm like i understand that but like we need to wash the laundry and he made this huge deal he said, like, you need to respect how I feel. You need to respect um, oh, they love if saying I feel that. embarrassed. And, what about my feelings? And this and that. <laughs> what about my feelings? Yeah, they love saying like, how that. Am I suppo- how am I supposed to tell my sister, like, Oh, yeah. we don't we don't need to do laundry anymore. Even after I told even even after the fact that my sister knows like I last took laundry over there a month ago and then we don't have on site laundry. You know? Yeah, no but so then it would put me it huh? men men that have these irrational things that they wanna control about their girlfriends' lives, they love saying like, Well it makes me uncomfortable like if we do this and it's like you have no reason to feel uncomfortable though. Like, you're being irrational. Yeah, it's like, no I, reason. I want to just I can, see my sister do yes. my laundry, and you're using it as, well, I'm uncomfortable. Well, that for what? You don't have a valid reason. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. trying, they're so just then, using that like, as an excuse, you know? Yeah, so, like, I would be like, man, I really don't want to argue with him. Like, so I'm just going to tell my sister, like, oh, we don't need to do laundry anymore. And then my sister would be, like, looking at me, and she'd be like, oh, did you bring your laundry over? And I was like, oh, no, um, you know, we didn't have to do it after all. And my sister was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then she was just like, oh, okay. But, like, I had to be weird. I had to be awkward and say stuff like that for the sake of how he feels. Yet he didn't truly realize, like, you were slightly isolating me from my own family just to compensate how you feel and it's not really that big of a deal you know what i mean it's sad and and i it was so sad i felt that was one of the times where i was just like i felt like wow i just really don't have a say in anything anymore like my entire social life is i feel is personally just being controlled now and it's for nothing like I could see if maybe he took the time to do our laundry while I was at work or hey I'm just gonna take it when you're at work you know what I mean or I'm just gonna um go to my mom's house and do laundry ourselves and it was none of that so it didn't feel healthy to say like we shouldn't do our laundry at your sister's you know it just felt like I was starting to have an another outlet other than his family's house or our house and I feel like that made him feel uncomfortable you know 
Yeah, but and, and it's so irrational and I feel like it's they're trying to control the situation and they really don't like your family or they really don't want to be around them for their own personal reasons and I kind of relate because I remember when me and my ex started um dating like we were here at, at my home and you know like Lisa and Nelson were here and as soon as I got the apartment he never wanted to set foot in here anymore I think he's only spent like one night here the entire time we were dating and I was very like why mm -hmm. you know but like why and I was like oh they don't like me mm -hmm. and I was like they, it's not that they don't like you they know of our problems but they're not gonna judge you like they're it's a big house nelson's gonna be in his lala land lisa's gonna be in her lala land like no one's gonna come yes. at, no one's gonna come at you crazy but it's like he just felt so uncomfortable and i was like but like we have our own room and like what you know you can't do it to, the way i felt was like you can't do something like this like a family thing for me but i've done family things for you you know that you know possibly have made exactly. me comfortable sometimes but i still do them and i you know still make the best effort even though i knew that some of his siblings knew that i did only fans and it wasn't always comfortable for me but i felt like he was just making excuses because he didn't want to do it he just didn't want to come over here and then it's like if i would come over here and spend time it was kind of like when are you going to come home you know it was just annoying. Mm -hmm. It was annoying dealing with that. You know? Yeah. No, I feel it. I spent every single holiday with his family. Every single holiday. And it was just like, the least you could do is like, come to my sister's. We could get our laundry done, kill two birds and one stone, and we're good. Like, yeah. you know, I said... I feel like my family has been nothing but welcoming to him, too. So I just had a really hard time understanding, like, how, why is it that I can do it so easily for your family and to things that help us, but you can't, you know? Yeah. And mind you, every time I did the laundry at his mom's house, I would always be the one doing it by myself. You oh, know what I, I mean? You. Yeah. So it was, it was hard. Um, it was really hard, like, with social media, too. Like, I used to be really active on social media. Like, I used to always be on Instagram. I used to always take photos of myself. Um, I used to always feel comfortable, like, just doing whatever, you know. I, Alva, I think you even remember, like, we even take photos of me, like, for things that you needed. Like, oh, yeah. It was so natural and I stopped taking photos of myself I stopped posting myself because it was always a problem but mind you I was always having to take pictures of him I always had to take photos for his content I always had to stop what I was doing pull my phone out take all these hundreds of photos of him and his art and all this stuff filming him setting up his GoPro basically being his his content creator like i'm not even being dramatic but yeah. like if i had to like if i i wanted to dress up and have fun and take photos like it was such a hard thing or suddenly he couldn't find a t-shirt and i had to stop everything that i was doing to um find his shirt and it just would kill the mood and i wouldn't even want to take photos anymore yeah you know? that's really narcissistic and, of him very it's very self-centered so he would never like my photos he would one thing that really hurt me was like he would never repost my art he would never repost my art raffles on his instagram on his stories oh, really? he would never just 
yes, he would never just film me like if I was painting. And I just, I remember bringing it up too. I was just like, I don't even remember the last time you ever spontaneously like took a photo of me, you know? Yeah. And, and he just tried to like play it off. Like, well, you know, like every time I pull the phone out, like you just like say, oh, don't take photos of me. But it's just like, every girl is going to say that, but coming from the person who used to be like, quote unquote, MySpace famous, who is very well known on social media, who has a big platform on Instagram. Like you can't even post me. Like, yeah. And like, I could see like, maybe like if this was like a new thing, like this is, we're barely getting to know each other, but like, I have, I've known him for 10 plus years and not one time, like, did I ever get social media support? And he used to be, he used to say stuff like, well, I like my privacy and I don't like people up in my business, but it's just like, yeah, but we've also been living with each other for three years now. We've also known each other for 10 years. All your friends know who I am. Um, even his friends would enter like my art raffles, which I'm really grateful for because when they would repost my art raffles and they would enter them themselves, it kind of just made me feel like, like mutually supported in how bad I used to feel that he used to just kind of like tuck me away. Yeah. And he was also the person who kind of got me back into my art. And I do give him a lot of kudos to that because I mean, if it wasn't for him kind of pushing me, I probably would just be, like, thinking, like, art is on the back burner. But this is, like, a good reflective statement. Is like, he used to be, like, you need to paint. Like, you need to do this and you need to do that. So the person who's pushing me the hardest to paint and bust out these canvases and bust out these paintings and make my work and stuff, but then not take photos of me or post me, like it was so invalidating you know what I mean and I still am trying to get used to which is so stupid but whatever it happens but I'm still trying to get used to being comfortable with myself and taking photos of myself and posting it like he yeah like he just he just indirectly would hide me and I never understood why when we first dated I used to think that oh maybe he has like kind of cold feet because we're getting back together after like some hardships you know but after the relationship was going like it used to really bother me like and it till this day it kind of makes me sick like it's self-serving for sure you know I yeah I remember my older sister was like um I was asking her for some advice you know and she was just like you know what she was like if you were to click on his page he literally looks like a bachelor like I would never assume that he's has a girlfriend has a relationship or is even like almost taking the next step with you you know it's it's very like it chips away at your self-esteem and it like chips away at like Mm -hmm. your self-worth when the person that you are in love with, you know, they're not really showing you off, they're not really giving you appreciation, or like you have to remind them to do it, it it doesn't feel good. And you know, it's like if they're not taking the time to really think about what makes you feel good, they really aren't, they're being self-serving. The relationship is self-serving, you know? Oh, 100%. Like, I remember when I brought it up in the conversation, I was like, if you were to open up my phone right now, all of my photos are only of you. 
Like, I don't even have photos of myself for myself because you just don't give me the time and you don't initiate anything with me like that. And it just, like, it gets me angry. And, like, I know there's some things, like, I shouldn't express, like, that it makes me mad and this and that. But, like, this is also a person that's, like, like, just recently I noticed, like, he's hanging out with somebody that's new and, like, already can, like, post like a side profile of like a sweatshirt and a backpack you know what I mean yeah but yeah. like in the whole relationship I never had any of that you know well, not you know, even like a trim of my hair you know, you know what I'm saying yeah well you know they I feel like a lot of men in the relationship they really build up whoever it is you know mm-hmm. and then as soon as things settle in like their true colors start to show especially when they're bouncing around and like relationships like that they really don't take the time to focus on themselves and to heal you know so it's like yeah you know maybe you have a boyfriend that like gets another girlfriend and he doesn't do um any of those things to her or like you know but there might be other issues that you don't know of like I, i feel like some relationships you know or you see your ex and you're like wow, why were they, why is he so good to her, but he wasn't to me, you know? And it's like, yeah, he could very much be doing other things to her that you're not aware of or you're not seeing. And mm-hmm. to me, it's so important to let, like, women know that just because a man treated you badly and then there's another girl that he's not treating badly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Like, they're not special because he's mm-hmm. treating them special. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, they could have gone through, like, a weird epiphany and wanted to better themselves in their next relationship. So then they're going to give another person a better version of them. It doesn't mean that that Mm -hmm. person was special, you know, because I'll see a lot of girls be like, oh, a guy could change. If he doesn't change, like, for you, then sorry, like, you're not the one. And I'm like, girl, if you get a better version of my ex, I'm going to be happy for you. Because, 100%, yeah. Because I wouldn't want you to endure what I went through. You know, if they, I don't know, had an uh-huh. epiphany and woke up one day and they were a better person, then I have, I would hope for that to happen. Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, even, like, I feel like emotionally I cannot forgive my ex-partner. Just, yeah. you know, I'm still working through things. But I will say that I do hope that whoever the next person will be will be treated by that person in their best like self yeah. you know what I mean I it's it's so wrong for people to say like oh um he's gonna treat you bad like no he actually might treat the next person how he was supposed to treat them yeah. I try to focus on my pain in a sense of like it's more of like unfortunately like I could not be that person for you you know it's not that you couldn't be that person it's that they weren't ready to be a better version of themselves so unfortunately uh yes that's what I meant you know because I feel like a lot of people will be like damn you know like girls will be like they'll really beat their self-esteem up and be like why couldn't I be the one that he would have treated good you know and it's like you were perfect there was nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with if someone was abusive towards you it's never your fault you know they were just a really shitty person and I think of anything you learn from that experience and now you know these red flags and you know to stay away or as soon as you see something you're out 
I'm not going to do this. I'm closing the door. I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I, I feel like every lesson is a blessing, as corny as that sounds. <laughs> no, and, I get it. Like, no, I, I 100% get it. And, like, it, it makes you a stronger person, you know? And you see things um, maybe differently than you're going to see that person in different eyes than mm-hmm. another person is, but it doesn't make you any less special. Like, you are a great person as your own individuality, you know? And that's really yeah. important, you know, because, like, sometimes when my ex would try and tell me things, I would be like, nah, bitch, I'm the shit. Like, fuck you, you know? Like, maybe yeah. if you grow up and you treat another girl amazing, good for you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to level up myself and I'm not going to do better for myself. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah, or, like, I'm not going to find the love that, like, I initially needed even more now and even when I did, like, with you. Like, yeah. I... I had some people, like, I had some close friends that were, like, they knew about the abuse. They knew about, like, the things that he was doing and stuff. And I had some people ask me, and mutual people, too, ask me, like, hey, um, would you be offended if I'm still friends with this person? And I said, no, I'm not going to be offended if you're friends with this person because the way that this person treats me is nowhere near that he's probably treating everyone else. Of course. You know? Yeah. I, um, but I feel should, like... I do respect huh? people, though. I do respect friends that they know someone was hurtful to you and they cut them off, you know? But I also, yeah. I also get the flip side and it's kind of like, well, they're still kind of my friend. But if, like, I had a girlfriend and I knew that that guy treated her like shit, I wouldn't fuck, fuck with him anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Fuck that. That's not okay. I am totally going to make you feel more okay by knowing that yes. I am not okay with it that It validates person. you. It validates you when your friends yeah. and family are like, nah, fuck him, you know? Because you're kind of like, okay, I'm glad that you guys are seeing what I saw. Mm-hmm. You know, abusers also like to use that against their victims too, and they'll be like, "See, everyone else is cool with me, but I'm not the problem." Yeah, just accept your just accept your close few friends. They're the ones that don't like me anymore. Like, okay, and yeah, thank God they don't the like you know. anymore because they're the ones that truly understand what it is that I'm going through. Like, you know, and yeah. those are the three friends that you probably are most insecure about because you know that it's true. You know? Yeah, when it, it's a tricky situation with having an abusive partner or partners that could be abusive, controlling, narcissistic, because it's like, it's these traits that not everybody sees from them, you know? Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, everyone has a shadow self. And unfortunately, in a lot of romantic relationships, some people's shadow self becomes that the person in the relationship where you're like, where the fuck is your good, you know? Yeah, I used to seek, I used to want to seek for the good for so long until I started realizing, like, I'm gonna get, I'm really gonna get hurt. Like, I have to leave. Yeah. For me, when my mental health started to, like, deteriorate, Mm -hmm. I I was like, I need to get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I remember, like, I hadn't had anxiety in years. And I remember you saying that. Yeah, and, and I started to wake up some days and feel, like, anxious. And, like, mm-hmm. I hope today's a good day. You know, I kind of tell myself, I hope today's a good day. I hope we don't fight. And mm-hmm. I started to, like, wake up sometimes even 
depressed. And I was just like, I, I remember telling Liz and Nelson, like, my mental health is like deteriorating. I remember he didn't like me going to the gym in the mornings because a guy that like I knew would would gym. And uh-huh. I, I don't remember. Oh, I had a class. I had a cycle class with um, my friend and I had texted him and I was like, I really want to go to the cycle class. And he's like, you told me you weren't going to go in the mornings because that guy goes and you and the guy had sex. And I was so like, I was understanding to an extent, but then I was like, it's a big gym. And you have, uh-huh. you know, had sex with a lot of girls in the city. And I'm not like, you can't go to that gym and you can't go or here. Or you can't eat here. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you can't eat here. You can't hang out here because what if we run into someone? I was very like, I don't care. That's your past. You know, I was mature about it. Uh-huh. And he was very like, no, I don't want you to see him. And I would try so hard to like be accommodating. So one day I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to the gym in, anymore in the mornings. I should have been more clear in my statement. I wanted to continue going to my friend's classes because their classes are, if anyone knows what a big gym looks like, a class will be in a whole different area than the gym floor with the weights. And you know, a, a class is like a whole big room where like you're, you're just in that room, you know? So I remember like texting him and telling him like, I want to go to this cycle class with my friend. and. He was so like, you told me you weren't, but whatever, do what you want, blah, 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 blah. And I was really like, okay, thank you for telling me that I could go, like, do what I want, you know. I think he wanted me to be like, but I'm not going to go to make you happy. But I was like, no, I'm going to go to my cycle class. I'm going to go. You should go to your cycle class. It's a cycle class. I'm not going to, like, suck this guy's dick in the middle of a cycle, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing that he could do over the fact that you already done something, but, like, yeah, nothing's like, happening anymore. I was just like, please let me go to the cycle class, you know? So he made it he made it a big deal and I remember like literally just wanting to feel like I I literally just wanted to be over I was so over everything. I was so okay. over like working out, I was so over the conversation, I was so over the relationship. I felt like you know when you start to get depressed, you kinda have no motivation to do anything. Yeah, that's I had kind of, no motivation to do nothing. nothing. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I started to feel. I, I felt like I had no motivation to do anything. So that's when I knew that I was becoming, like, depressed in a way. And my spirit sometimes would come up and I would feel, and I felt really good the whole week after because I kind of let him know, like, hey, you know what, like, my mental health is deteriorating. And he kind of mm-hmm. got it together and we had a really good week and then i don't know i think like one week went by and then we got into another really big fight and it was just like the biggest fight we had gotten into and he said really hurtful things and since then the relationship was never the same we ended up breaking up after our trip Mm -hmm. from miami we came back and um i had seen that he like had followed girls on instagram while we were in miami and I just felt really, um, like, disrespected by that, you know? Because it was, like, you have all these high standards for me. And, like, I don't give any guys attention. And I'm very loyal. And, like, now you're following girls, you know? And bef- Yeah, it's like you're over here saying, like, I'm not going to go to this cycle class anymore because it upsets him. Yeah. Oh, but... I did go to the cycle class, though. So I yeah. Did I? I don't, I don't remember if I did. But, like, I was just so... Like, oh, I remember I saw that he had followed girls, and when I confronted him, he was like, well, you followed someone, and I was like, 
when I followed them, you called me out and I told you exactly why I followed them. I told you that I followed them because I was mad at you and I did it to get you mad to get back. And I apologized, uh-huh. you know, and he was like, well, uh-huh. I did this like, you know, and I, it didn't mean anything. But I was so like over it, you know, and then I had previously caught him like deleting some messages and he had this like, oh. extravagant story to why if I left it, you would have got him out. And I, I was just like over it. I, I was we got into a really big fight the day that we went to Miami and it was fucking the worst one of the worst days of of my entire fucking life i I was literally deteriorating as a person it was like the the, one of the worst fights actually the worst fight i've ever gotten with another like partner a a romantic partner and we went to miami we came back and um i was resenting him a lot for multiple things he like didn't really want to pay rent he was kind of being like cheap with me i felt like he was almost sometimes kind of like getting used to me and kind of using me and and we would just get in fights over like i asked him to pay like his luggage for miami because it was like 40 dollars, and he was like yeah it's your trip like why aren't you paying it like you're the one that invited me and i was just like i felt like my money started to become disposable to him so i I resented him for that so we got back and like two days after miami i think it was like two or three days after I got belligerent drunk at the house, and he, me and him were kind of bickering already before that, and then the alcohol made it worse, you know, and he, like, left me at the house with my sister, and I was kind of booty hurt that he left me, because it's like, I'm here having a good time with my friends, and I'm, I'm drinking, you're not drinking with me, you're not trying to have a good time, you're not talking to nobody, your attitude is kind of, like, on stank, so he ended mm-hmm. up leaving. And then I I think I took that really personally drunk. I was, like, belligerent. And I, I yeah. texted a guy, you know, that I had talked to previously. I told him, like, oh, mm-hmm. I missed you. And then we were kind of talking back and forth. And Jesus came back because apparently I was drunk texting him to come back. And he went through my phone and he, like, got really pissed at me. And he said that I, I cheated see. on him, which to me was a reach, you know, definitely a reach. And he yeah. me, and I was very like, I know what I did was wrong, but he had done fucked up shit too. And that's the thing sometimes about fucked up relationships. It's like, yeah, I fucked up, but you have fucked up too. You're not mm-hmm. an innocent angel either. But if that was yeah. his last drawing point, I honestly feel like he did me a favor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but no, he, he, he could not say like, oh, she cheated on me. I swear to God. I never fucked no one. I never kissed no one. I never sent no one a nude. I never did anything inappropriate. That was the worst thing that he could say I did. But it's like, okay, but you also were following girls and you also deleted DMs, so you're not an angel, you know? Yeah, but like, let's just, let's, but he just wants to turn it on anything Alva does. And like, yes. so that way it's validated now. And yeah. I was right. I was right this whole time. Yeah, I was right this whole time. Like, I, he was like, I knew you were going to fold. I knew you were going to do something. When I'm like, you're the one that when we would talk, you would go fuck girls behind my back and not tell me. You know, like, he was Yeah, and then you're an over angel. here, like, making sure not to do anything close to that. But then when you start, when you start, 
feeling emotionally like, okay, I am drifting. Like, this is going where I'm thinking it's going. Yeah. And you act on it, and then all of a sudden, oh, I knew this whole time. Like, yeah, I know. No, it. you didn't know this whole time. You actually antagonized me this whole time. I finally started to just think of starting to do things for myself, and now I'm the villain. Yeah, like, you know. How. How does that work? Because he would antagonize me and be like, oh, you know, you're texting. Like, why are you replying to this guy? And I'm like, I'm not even saying anything bad. I'm, I'm telling him, like, yeah, the nightclub was expensive, but it was fun. And I've never mm-hmm. dated him. I've never even talked to him. So it's like, he did antagonize me. And I never honestly antagonized him as much as he did to me. He would freak yeah. out on me a lot. And I had my moments, but... It was just a really bad back and forth, back and forth, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just glad that it's over, and I'm glad that I'm focusing on myself now. And I'm so happy for that with you. I'm so like, happy you're, I, you're single, too. I know. Um, the end of my relationship was horrible. Like, I started feeling like how you said you felt. Like, I felt so depressed. I felt like... I can't even talk to my friends. I don't even have the privacy to talk to my friends. He always has something to say about my friends and how they really are and this and that. And just pure isolation, you know. And I would say around July is when things started to get physically abusive. And there were a few times in the past relation in the past of the relationship where he was drunk and he did like he rushed me, like he swung me, swung at me before. Like I totally have pictures, not that we need to show, but um, yeah. So I used I used to not try to get him to this. He would kind of just like black out. Like it would seem like he wasn't even really there, and he would just do anything, like break anything. Um, he would always lock me in wherever we were, whether it was my car. Um, whether it was the bedroom, whether it was the house, like it was, no, you're going to go through all of this right now. And then you're going to talk to me. And, um, nothing was really happening, but towards, I would say like July, um, we were driving, we were driving to Oceanside and we were trying to have a good day. And I remember this situation till this day, like when we talked about it previously after it had happened, he really does try to say that like I was the one that initiated it. But how could I initiate anything when like the one thing I want to try and do is to not make you angry and to not argue with you? Yeah. Um, but I remember he was like, he was in the passenger seat and I had music playing and we're on our way to go eat somewhere. Um, so somewhere was a surprise. He had the, he had the address in his maps and he's taking photos and I had my sunglasses and the music is kind of loud. And I asked him, Hey, can you clean off my sunglasses for me? And I'm driving and he didn't hear me. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. You know? Yeah. And then he's like, what did you say? And then I raised my voice a little bit cause the music, I should have just turned the music down, but I was like, can you clean my sunglasses for me? I was like, but you're taking selfies, so it's totally fine. And he just fucking flipped. Like, he flipped. He turned down the music, and he was like, you know what you're fucking doing to me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm doing to you. 
And the fact that I wasn't reacting with him with how angry he was for whatever reason, he just started flipping out. He started, he punched the mirror out in, you know, the mirror flap that you pull down in the passenger. Yeah. And he started punching the, um, the whole system, like where you change the music. And he told me to pull over right now. So I'm terrified. I'm shaking. I pull over on the first exit and we go into this plaza, um, this plaza parking lot. And he's just like, you need to fucking listen to me. You know what you're doing. Like he is screaming so loud that I'm just like hoping like somebody hears and just like calls, calls anyone. You know what I mean? And he just starts punching out my windshield like multiple times he's punching it out then he grabs my phone and puts my phone in his pocket and he tells me I dare you to leave this car right now I dare you and I literally I remember like there has been other physical altercations with him that I kind of just let slide and I didn't say anything you know but that was the turning point where I really put my foot down and I was just like you know what like if anyone else is in this situation right now, this would be the last situation they would be with you. And I remember saying, like, this is the last time you are going to do something physically, like, abusive towards me or around me in the environment. I've yeah. had enough. Like, I'm serious. Like, I've had enough. And I remember I agreed to disagree with him. I agreed with him and said, you know what? Yeah, I was mad, you know, because... First of all, I wasn't mad, but I knew that with how he argues with me, I had to say that I was mad so that he could feel okay. And he feels better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I agreed with him, even though it wasn't true. I agreed. Yeah, I was really pissed off because honestly, I was how like, how do I even have the mental like capacity in my mind to want to argue with somebody like him? I never wanted to argue with somebody like him because it was so bad. It was horrible. Yeah. So my windshield is my windshield is fucked up. It's like it's cracked all the way across. I'm scared. I don't even have my phone. Like he has my phone. Really? He tried punching my phone like if that was gonna do something. I finally got him to a calm state and we still went to the food the food place after. And I remember just not even being there. And I remember him trying really hard to act like nothing nothing happened. happened. We're still going to have this date. And, like, that was so deteriorating to me. Like, I just felt like I was a prisoner, you know? Like, there's nothing I can do now. Yeah, it really drains you. I also, my ex would also always raise his voice at any, like, minor disagreement that we would have. So... Horrible. We could yeah. never just sit down and like have a conversation. He would get so worked up and he would raise his voice and practically yell at me. And I would be like, Can you please talk to me like a normal person? Like, but it, it was literally like yeah. he had the inability, I swear to God, to lower his voice and talk to me like a normal human being. It he could yeah. not do it. He literally could yeah. not do it. I think the worst like that I remember him being kind of like physical was he grabbed my phone and he like threw it on the floor he like snatched it from my hand because I was talking to my sister Liz 
Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't like that I was telling Lisa about, you know, what had happened. With What's going on? Exactly. He hated that. So he came in the room and he started like yelling at me. And I was terrified because here's this six, three guy. I'm five feet. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, ye- he's literally yelling at me. He takes my phone. He like, like snatches it from my hand and throws it on the floor. And I'm like, you're like four moments away from like, hitting me you know that's how uh-huh. i take it because if you're showing me all this aggression and he would always be like i would never lay a hand on you and he never did i'm never gonna say that he did he never laid a hand yeah. on me but you're scaring me and you're you're basically making me feel like i'm not safe with you and that's not a healthy that's not relationship. okay no that yeah. is just that is just as bad as if somebody were to physically hurt you basically like, there's no need for anybody to literally be that loud like i remember my ex would be the loudest one like he'd be screaming so loud like the stuff he would say to me was so horrible but if i started to get upset or like i was having a real conversation with him like no you were upsetting me i don't feel okay about this he would be the one that would be like you need to talk to me normally you're being so loud right now all all the neighbors can hear you everybody can hear you right now are you serious like it was always that counter i would hear that so many times like the neighbors can hear you oh i'm sure the neighbors can hear me but i'm pretty sure the neighbors can hear you when you're breaking shit or you're actually hurting me or you're rushing me in the kitchen they just have like a way of flipping things and it just becomes such an unhealthy environment you know yeah, like there's nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do right. It seemed like everything was my everything was my problem. Yeah, it or, feels like a blame game. Like whose fault is it? Constantly. You know? Yeah, it's not yeah. healthy. And I'm so glad that you're out. You know, and Me you're focusing too. on yourself. I'm also very comfortable with being single and just focusing on myself. I'm I not, love it. Yeah, I'm not looking for love right now. I just want to do my own yeah. thing. It feels good. I, I'm so happy that you feel good. It's it's important. I think yeah. it's important for people to know too. Like, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you can whether you get out later than you wanted to or sooner. Like, you still have options of like getting out. Like, I used to because I lived with this person. Like, my family is out of state. Like, I am just here by myself in San Diego. Yeah. Um, I used to think like where am I gonna go you know how am I gonna do this how am I gonna how am I gonna leave like how would I even you know support myself and um the one thing I did was like I just really confided in the people I worked with and I let people know at work what my situation was so I could get help and I started to look for my own place in between my lunch breaks when I had privacy because if I was on my phone for whatever reason like someone always had to know what I was up to yeah um but during my lunch breaks like I would just be searching I'd be emailing people I would view apartments before I had to go to work or like during my hour lunch breaks I would just go and hurry up and try to view a place and I'm so grateful I was able to find the apartment that I have now I would have never thought that I was capable of doing that um, I think also, like, if anybody's listening and they're in a horrible situation, it's like, pack a bag. Like, 
even if you can't pack a bag all at once, like take a bag and leave it at work if you have to, or leave it at a sibling's or a friend or a coworker's house and just one by one, like put the stuff that you are like freaking out, like your passport, your social security card, your important stuff, like do one thing at a time. Cause that's what I did. I used yeah. to be afraid that this person, this person was going to be like, Oh, you're leaving me. Well, you're not going to be leaving without all your stuff. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He has said that to me before in arguments too. Like, I'm going to call your sister and I'm going to call your mom and they're going to come and pick up all your shit right now and you're going to get the fuck up out of my city. This is my city, blah, blah, blah. And that used to make me feel like I had no place, you know? Like, I had no capability of, of doing this on my own. Like, it always had to be about him. Yeah. So I just packed a bag and I dropped it off at my sister's house with like my passport and all of my important stuff and I just started to look for a place when I whenever I had the the time, you know. Yeah, it's it's but, good to kind of ooh. start when you start seeing things and you're like, Okay, I need to get out of this it's good to have like a, start planning yeah, like a plan. You know, what I did was like I deleted a lot of photos off my phone before we even broke mm -hmm. up. So to kind of take away like the yeah. emotional pain of like going through my phone and seeing photos of us, I started to like delete a bunch of photos, you know, just, and I started yeah. to detach mentally. Like we had photos in the apartment of us and like the ones that were like in my bathroom and stuff, I kind of just flipped them over to start really envisioning myself alone, you know? So they were like yes, mental notes I did. Mm -hmm. I told my friends, you know, I, I want to leave him. I'm like saying this is really unhealthy. And I had a lot of support uh -huh. from them. So thank you so much, Chantal, for sharing your story. Yes, I had such a good time. I would love to have more episodes. Yeah, if this we is should. like, if people like this. Because I think a lot of girls like go through similar situations and they're confused they don't know if this is normal you know especially if they're really young yeah. and that's like the first uh -huh. relationship they have they really think it's normal you know or they think that that's what it is like yeah i used to romanticize over the fact like this is somebody i used to have such a long history with like we we're made for each other like this is really what it's supposed to be like like he finally is loves me now like he's finally gonna take the next step like no you know like yeah. it's important for people to know like whether you know someone for a month or you know somebody for 10 years like they should always treat you the same you should never be treated different because of that you know yeah agreed 100 agreed and people do change you know and sometimes people get worse in relationships and I don't really believe that they get okay. truly better. There's obviously little things, you know, that are people aren't perfect. But if you're more unhappy in a relationship than you are happy, you need to leave, you know. Mm -hmm. So thank 100%. you so much. We like, had a really good episode. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you for having me. Think, this is a think, long one. Yeah, I think, I think this is our longest one. I think we're almost at two hours. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to help. I think a lot of girls. <laughs> I think we're going to help a lot of girls that are going through similar situations. Even if they're not ready to leave, at least they know that other people have been in similar situations. Yeah. You know, so. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you so much for sharing your experience. 
Yes, thank follow you for Shoshelle having me on Instagram. <laughs> She's also a really good yes. artist. It's Red Steel Boot, right? Yes, I also have. Um, I launched a vintage business with my friend Cheyenne. Um, it's lit. Tinker Vintage. So nice. if you want cute stuff for your house. Oh, I can I can I can tag that on the um on the show notes and stuff. So yes. yeah. So check out Love the it. show notes if you, you want to see awesome. what, what Chantal's about. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Okay, okay thank you. Have a good night. Thank you guys. Okay. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye. 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 Ooh, so that was a long one, you guys. Uh we're gonna uh end it here. Wrap it up. And uh, we have another guest later this week, probably, most likely. Oh, Miss Kinnan Ah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. She she asked to be on the show. So we're She's gonna... an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Very excited about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I hope that was a good episode for you. Um, I know that's a lot of information. Um, let it marinate. It's a lot of, I think it's a lot of personal experience. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to hear, you know, if you have gone through something like that, that mm-hmm. other people have gone through it, too. Well, thank you guys. Have a good night. And good night. Bye-bye.